November 12th, 2016. What the fuck? Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And we have two incredible guests this evening, two of the Pussy Bros, two of the best comics in Denver. Please welcome Christy Buckley and Janae Burris. Oh, hello. <laughs> I was like, people are going to try to figure that out. They're like, that was like a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> two of, <laughs> two of the Pussy Bros who are also two of the best <laughs> comics. People are like... Which two? I mean, One are they counting Jordan or what? <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, typically what we do on the show is we'll take a topic from history, one host presents the true story, another host comes up with an alternate history, and the winner gets to become the truth going forward. Um, But you are listening to this after the election of Donald Trump. Right. We're we're in a bunker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying to ride out. Here. This could be a very <laughs> good bunker. Yeah. Lots of martini fixings. <laughs> canned goods. We'll survive on olives. It's yeah. really nice. Uh, a good four or five cases of vodka, which at this point should last <laughs> us about a week. Yeah. <laughs> that'll last. We're in Trump's <laughs> America. Mm-hmm. They can hear you. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to record at least we were supposed to record uh, yesterday, but that was mm-hmm. the day after the election. Yeah. So we literally just all emotionally couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't no one could it. speak. No one had words. I barely managed to get out of a ball on the couch to go to class yesterday. I spent yeah. the entire day on the couch, depressed and hungover, and having gotten maybe two hours of sleep. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a weird um, twenty-four to forty-eight hours now. Uh, Yesterday felt like a weird, somber world. Really bad. Today felt a little better. People were like mm. moving forward. A I want to say bit. a shout out to uh, Cleveland Indians fans and team because uh, I feel you suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being sympathetic before. I didn't care. I was like, whatever, not a big deal. And yeah. then when people say to me, it's not a big deal, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean? Maybe the worst part is the whiplash because going in, every single poll was like, oh, she's got this. It's pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. And they they were asking the question after how did the media get this so wrong? Why would they get it wrong? And they were act. It was like nobody wanted to acknowledge the truth. They were all like, well, we'll just have mostly Republicans too were like, we don't know. We'll have to see. And like the truth is because. There are a million people who are secretly racist and misogynistic. <laughs> and when they were getting pulled face to face or however, they didn't want to admit to the people that they mm-hmm. want that that's how they believe. But once it was a secret ballot, they were like, yeah, like, think, ugh. even beyond that, because it's worth noting that he got fewer votes, not only than her this time, but fewer than Romney or McCain did. But nobody from the Democratic Party came out. So it didn't matter. Lowest yeah. voter turnout since 2000. Um, yeah, I'd count those people amongst the racist and misogynists. Just yep. the they're they didn't have the heart to to pull the trigger, so they they you know they feigned apathy. They're like, you know, out. I just won't vote, or I'll yeah. vote third parties. Like, but you know, or maybe, or maybe you you uh, really can't handle uh, 
eight years of a black president and four to eight mm-hmm. years of a, a woman running yeah. the free world. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm just... Well, I was just going to say, listeners, this is sort of prelude to saying we're doing a different sort of episode, a uh, different sort of couple episodes. Just for the month of November and then in December... We'll be back to our normal format. What if we run off... If anyone is still alive. What if we run off some of your supporters? What if you have lots of boys and teenage boys listening (laughs) and they're like, what is this shit? I feel like this this is more of a podcast for like a 75-year-old man. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Well... You know. These kids don't know. They turn it dead. off, Match, Turn it off. They they yeah, they like listen Brett to it Goddard just to get no their blood there. pressure up. Just that's the only reason they listen to it is to <laughs> get their blood pressure up. Getting to watch worked this up right now. Generation ruin. Sorry, Brian. History. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, well worth it. Keeps them alive. I, this is going to go on some kind of BuzzFeed list about how millennials are ruining podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too us. soft. Blame. Too soft. But I think it's, you know, the last time I got to do an episode, it was Zai Waitan. And then I was supposed to, you know, I was looking up another person who's a woman, a powerful, scary woman. And so I feel like this is, this is right. It feels like I kind of want to talk about powerful scary women nasty women and mm-hmm. you know uh throughout the women's liberation movement throughout the civil rights movement um mm-hmm. post-civil war just i want to talk about those are nasty women too you know i'm reading about i started reading about um zai Waitan and and olga of kiev you, you read about them and, and it sounds pretty fucking scary it's, they did burn a lot of stuff and kill some babies and mm-hmm. but i don't understand the worlds they were living in and i don't know what it took for them to have to leave their country i, I really don't i mean maybe they're monsters maybe they were serious monsters i, I definitely still want to talk about uh, olga of kiev on a future episode because I think if we don't really i think she's pretty fascinating yeah yeah, yeah for sure and i mean i was going to say i realized when i was doing the real history for olga of kiev that both episodes we've had you on janae have involved women who burned a lot of men alive (laughs) (laughs) women who women who took the power (laughs) i i'm very into it um i (laughs) i don't know if if uh unintentional is the right word it might be subconscious <laughs> you subconsciously knew this is the episode for janae <laughs> it just lined up just right uh i like uh i think there's some some egyptian uh there's an egyptian pharaoh for a female pharaoh uh, that i'm in yeah. who there are a couple yeah uh, the most prominent ones being Hatshepsut, nefertiti nefertiti uh, I was like, is it Nefertiti or Nefertiti? Yeah. Nefertiti, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into those, uh, all those women that do whatever it takes. It's, it, it makes it sound so vicious when they do it, but do you know what it takes to run, run empires? Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you know how many? Personally, how, I can't even run yeah. my own life. So <laughs> it, it takes. You know, sometimes you gotta not let your your grandson get old enough to be king maybe you know <laughs> maybe that's what it takes <laughs> i don't know maybe he's a joffrey lannister and you need to take care of it maybe you need to take it down maybe you need to make a few insignificant emails disappear i don't know mm-hmm. you gotta do what it takes although compared to burning villages and um 
how did you feel? <laughs> Janae, how did you feel yesterday? I didn't like, feel anymore. I didn't yeah. feel numb, completely numb, weak. Mm-hmm. And and then some anger because I should have never gotten online. And I tried to t- turn my TV off. And after I was angry, I was like, yes, please turn log out and just listen to music. Then I felt oddly euphoric because I was just like, songs moments of songs i I was just like i I let myself go deep it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. (laughs) songs moments of songs (laughs) from singer (laughs) Uh, i mean i don't know for sure uh, none of you uh, had to watch that alone because that would have been a special kind of hellish misery i think no i've never seen it what the results i mean oh yeah no oh (laughs) i thought you were saying alone was a movie we might be a little high guys it's been a tough 48 (laughs) it's been a tough 48 y'all how'd you feel um i was feeling really weak is a good word uh stupid I was feeling very stupid because I was feeling so confident and so excited that we were going to have a Madam President. I wore a pantsuit to my show. Yeah. (laughs) And I felt, yeah, I felt like, why, like stupid is the word that I, and then not safe is the other. Not safe. I keep, I keep feeling that. Um, And it's a really crazy, I mean, I'm trying to figure out who, in their like heart of hearts could vote that way against women. And then I like know that my own mom voted for Trump. And I just talked to my sister who's early thirties today. And she said, I voted for Trump and I just, he got a lot of the white women. He got a lot of women believe it. And I said, she's like, sorry, that probably makes you mad. And I was like, yeah, well you voted for a man who raped a child. (laughs) And she goes, yeah, well, they both have a lot of problems. Mm. And I was like, what? I don't even know you anymore, man. Leave. Uh, and then she literally, I just like looked down like so mad. And she's like, I can see you talking shit about me. Like we were at the beauty salon earlier and she could see me in the mirror like across. Mm. And she was like, I can see you talking shit about me. I'm like, it makes me sick. It, I feel sick right yeah. now. I mean, yeah. It, mm. um, I mean, let me ask this more than like the campaigns, the, any previous campaign, this one felt very personal. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like it was a large part of that was the way Trump so brazenly admitted to the things he had done and yeah, yeah. bragged about them and championed them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that <laughs> were you feeling that like mm. that, like more personally than in a previous? Um, I, I did very specifically. I can't imagine being a woman who's experienced sexual assault and watching this, like that would feel even more personal that the country just turned a cheek to that because that's how, how would you feel? Um, the whole like mocking a person with a disability has like been etched in my mind as well. Like just the pure ignorance that that showed. Like, and the facts, like a lot of people don't even care about it. 
like that's not even a major point of what yeah, people cared about. Nobody they they the scary part is that they they were not turned off by it at all. Like they they don't they they were like, yeah, this is what like, people yeah. do. This is how people are. I'm like, this doesn't surprise you. This doesn't shock mm-hmm. you. This doesn't embarrass you. Nope. This is people. Yeah. But. I read an article that was like nine women still voting for Trump the other day. And one of them was like talking about the the pussy grabbing uh, comment. And she was just like, yeah, that's what heterosexuals do. Like that was her. Isn't that sad? I read the same article and she said something about if a man groped me, I would grope back. I would yeah. Be, yeah. Uh, that article did lead on, end off with a much more well-informed account from a woman who had switched from the Republican Party to Clinton, mm-hmm. which was kind of a nice way to end it. At least. Yeah. I, well, that's. Oof. Yeah, I do think I am. She does. She is she yeah. a victim of sexual assault and, and she doesn't know. Is there a part of our population of women who don't realize that they've been assaulted? I absolutely believe that. Yeah. That, that you shouldn't that. just let dudes grab you there. It's not okay. Well, I remember like, just to be specific, like, like that actually happened to me at a party one time. And then like, I was very upset about it. And I remember going home and telling my sister the other day and she, or one day. And she was like, yeah, you're around people with drinking. That's like on you. What did mm-hmm. you expect to happen? And like somebody that. I was like still very shocked. Like, so that's like the opinion. It's like they're still like a very like no. If it mm-hmm. happens, it's your fault in a, some so sort maybe, of way. Yeah, I don't think that's you know. There's a lot of people over the past year, even before this election, in the case of things like the Brock Turner case yep. mm-hmm. and whatever the Duke University stuff that take that same opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think. A lot of them probably are women because the values that you grow up with get internalized regardless of mm-hmm. your gender. Like that's just how it goes. Well, my my mom and my grandma have also like hinted at the fact that the the podcast that I do, which is about sex and relationships, that is like me asking for it in a way. Like that's Damn. me opening up to that sort of I don't they go, Well, I don't want a guy to think it's okay to approach you about Why, with you don't sex think it's okay I, I'm yeah. a, I don't think it's okay just because someone talks about sex that I can no, just I know. be like oh agree, let me grab but your that's balls truly, buddy I'm just I don't agree with it but we're I'm su- just saying this we're is supposed like to assume example. that men think that way yep and then it's very like a way of it's your job to protect yourself mentality mm-hmm. and our generation thank God has moved towards no like there's some accountability on I on, think it's debilitating on both sides of uh, for both genders because it implies that not only this hypervigilance or at fault nature for women but also that men are so without control of their mm-hmm. own actions that yeah it's insulting to you yeah. yeah i have been drunk around a lot of women and have never done anything untoward toward them it is extremely easy to not do yeah. it yeah yeah People, men who grab women are bad men. That, those are not your friends. Those are not people that, those are, these are bad people. Not everybody does it. No. Um, but it does make you feel like it's sort of taught you're supposed to be on guard around men. Mm-hmm. You should be on guard. It could happen. Mm-hmm. You. Um, a friend brought this up to me yesterday, which I hadn't ever thought about, but it made a lot of sense is like, 
we'd actually be, we were talking to Jesse when, um, and she, uh, she was saying, no, I think like this is an epidemic of, of cool girl syndrome. She was saying, whereas it's like a lot, a lot of the women that voted for Trump still are a lot younger than we're imagining. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that are like, no, look how cool I am with the boys. Like, I'm not, like it was this whole idea of like no i get it like he was just being i can be cool i'm not gonna vote for a woman just because she's a woman yeah like yeah that type of thing or just saying like showing their um leniency towards that towards his behavior shows Mm -hmm. how cool they are or like how accepting and how men should be like like them more because they're cool about it. I don't think it's a coincidence that whenever you see a new female conservative pundit pop up, uh, they're generally, at least at the beginning of their careers, fairly young women like this Tommy Loren person who are the same kind of bottle blonde, the same kind of conventional. Man, so many blondes. Who are like all this idealized version of what a woman should be from mm-hmm. the perspective. They're like, if we wanted a woman to speak. Well, I mean, there's also... Um, there's a book called uh, Murdoch's World uh, about the Fox News uh, and just News Corp empire in general, and that is a hiring practice of Roger, of the former CEO Roger Ailes and of mm-hmm. uh, Rupert Murdoch. It's, he's the one that's uh, being accused of... Yeah. Who also became one of uh, Trump's advisors. Yeah. <sighs> right. So they're all his type. You would know that, though. You, hit, you get in that office and you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. We all look the same. Oh yeah, my wouldn't God. that be so weird? This You're is like, weird. Oh, this is clearly about like some sort of attraction, like yeah, some sort of physical preference. It, it's which a is Barbie gross. dolls. They they kind of look yeah. like Barbie dolls. Yeah. Know? Well, his campaign manager, same thing. Like, she's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she seems that. like a really smart woman. She's mm-hmm. really, really smart. Um, it's too bad she fights for darkness. Oh, so. I'm sure, yeah. She, to to have run this campaign successfully, she must be a very like I won't take it away from Karl Rove. I'm sure he knows how to run a political campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I hate that guy. Yeah, he knows what he is doing. Mm-hmm. I felt that d- Trump definitely had a lot of people who n- knew how to manipulate and were very willing to do it because they had they had they have no constituents to answer to. They can mm-hmm. he hired all of these um, media people and entertainment people uh, who. He doesn't, he, everybody who was, who we had speaking for him, they would just say anything, yeah. just anything, and it, it, it just spin things any kind of way. Like, there's no consequences to just manipulating the whole, like, oh, the whole of America, really, just yeah. tell them yeah, whatever, spin it however. Yeah, they had no qualms about just lying to people, like, every politician lies or makes promises they don't actually know they can keep but i think their intention to keep them is still there most of the time they just actually don't actually know if they really can fulfill those Mm -hmm. promises but he was blindly saying things he knew would never happen could never happen weren't true Mm -hmm. were misleading and he just didn't care they weren't even taken out of context a lot of times they were just like bald face lies and he like blinked zero eyes and he knew that they're not oh critical I thinking think it, people <laughs> i think I if know. they've they've studied american culture they study what we watch and uh what we read or don't read mm-hmm. 
and uh you know because they're they're into they're in the entertainment industry and they're like if they treated it like an american idol campaign and it it worked and i mean they both manipulated the media but media failed to do its job Mm -hmm. in in holding up a standard of objectivity rather Mm -hmm. than a standard of neutrality yeah like Mm. well I mean, I guess journalists are, they're supposed to be neutral, aren't they? They're supposed to deliver the news as it is, how it comes. Mm. I feel like that's the modern conception of it. Rather that, than. That's, yeah, that's not reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as, uh, like, news became private, like, there's really good um, documentary on. Uh, Fox Netflix. didn't stay neutral though. <laughs> yeah, the there's a really good it. documentary on Netflix about the best of, uh, it's called The Best of Enemies, mm-hmm. about Gore Vidal and the mm. other guy. I can't, Bob, nope, I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, but it's Gore Vidal and another guy and it was the first time that they had, it was like basically the first um, version of of like a Stephen Colbert or a John Stewart, like with less humor, but still that same like biting criticism with a very direct mm-hmm. um, point of view. And they were at both the Republican National Convention that year and the Democratic National Convention. And they showed people like how the putting emotion into journalism could um, like really manipulate people right. and improve ratings. Mm-hmm. And this happened right after they privatized TV or privatized the news before every channel got the same amount of funding. You couldn't get more from anything. It was all federal funding. They privatized the news and then they could do what, say whatever they wanted to get more people to watch. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first example of watching that like political uh, manipulation and people like impossible to get people going for ratings. That was something that happened during the Reagan years is they uh, changed, I can't remember the specifics of the law, but it changed the way that news functions and it was no longer expected to be, like, it was a loss leader for decades and decades and decades and now it's expected to turn a profit. I don't think it does very often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Obama has spoke about this a couple times that possibly the biggest thing that will come out of this election is this is the election that's the death of facts because yeah. the two sides don't even agree on the basic facts of a narrative mm-hmm. and they don't have to. Like Fox News lost viewers because they were too hard on Trump this year and they went to Breitbart and Drive. Yeah. And there's some people, there's websites like that on the left. Like if you have like super liberal friends who maybe voted for Bernie or Jill Stein, yeah, you've like probably seen these articles that are like... Mother Jones or something. Yeah, that are outrageous. Like they're not true, but they have mm-hmm. a liberal slant, but they're well, practically false. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where the truth is anymore, though. You can't find it. There's too many. Uh, you read something, and there's a lot of opinion in it, a lot of definitely emotion in it. I think Fox News has, if you watch any of their shows, the passion with which they, they sort of worship mm-hmm. Donald Trump was like almost believable. Then you're like, come on, Sean Hannity, no fucking way. Yeah. It's like, you, how do much you money? hear yourself? Did you hear what he just said? No way you're for it. No way, dude. Mm-hmm. But they they sold it for sure. I watch those shows and I mean, I'm I'm, I'm listening in to see whatever. I want to know how. I, I don't know. It just It's amazing to me because I can watch like Fox News and be like, ugh. Like, this is so clearly 
slanted or watch CNN and it's slanted the other way or whatever. And I, to me, it's easy. And I don't realize that it's not like easy for a lot of people to see that. Like if you haven't been taught to have those critical thinking skills, you're just like, no, this is the the truth or, or whatever. And uh, again, I was talking about it with somebody else last night where he was looking, he hadn't really seen any like conservative friends posting about the election, but mm-hmm. he knew he had some. And then he went and looked at their Facebook profiles and realized like the information they were getting yeah. compared to him because of Facebook's algorithms mm-hmm. and figuring out like basically feeding you only stuff you really want to see. Um, he was realizing they were getting completely different information, even from oh, Facebook, it, Facebook because of the algorithm. Like these people were getting pro right articles that were mm-hmm. skewing the truth in a completely different way in a way that he hadn't even ever like heard because that's how it's able to yeah. manipulate the media so much. When, oh God. I think it's especially unprecedented now because this is an interesting thing. I, I, I looked up, uh, just for the, just a few days before the election, but the PolitiFact like, has a profile on all major politicians. And so Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, and Hillary Clinton, they all have about 25% that's either mostly false, false, or pants on fire, which is their mm-hmm. worst one. It's pretty standard for a politician. Mitt Romney, closer to 35%. Donald Trump was at 70% Ooh. of everything he said mm-hmm. during the campaign. That was either false, mostly false, or pants on fire. Wow. There was a... Um... I remember watching the uh, the PBS live stream of election night coverage, and my girlfriend and I kept yelling at the pundits who were talking about, who were saying everything but racism, who were saying everything yes. but misogyny playing a role in this. Mm-hmm. And that's all about wanting to keep viewers mm. and ratings up. Yeah, you got to get you your 17 to 35 males in mm. there. You got to sell your Mountain Dew, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and beer. Yeah. Oh, God. So many of the states that voted Trump are probably just Mountain Dew-based economies. It's really uh, tough. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm trying to stay in the moment, not think about it. I think it's it's a call uh, to action. I think anyone who can do something has to do something, has to get involved in local politics. Uh, it's a call to action. Don't just sit around. I see a lot of people posting. A lot of my friends are posting, uh, I'm going to miss you, Barack. I'm going to, oh, I don't. And, you know, photos of Barack and babies and shit. I'm like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. You don't get to do that now. So, yeah, Barack's gone. And now you're going to have to wake up and pay attention because I don't think we really paid attention to what he was doing, too. Not yeah. that he's some sort of angel, yeah. uh, but he sure, sure put on a good face. And it was like, you know, a little trick, like, look over here, I think. Yeah. Um, and now Trump, we're, we'll probably look directly at him now. We're like, I don't trust you. So Yeah, that's true. Baby be more critical for sure. I I have the slight hope that, well, I don't know if I should call it a hope per se, because obviously you never hope things get worse. Like, ideally, somehow it won't be terrible, but I don't realistically believe that. But I I think that a lot of people who voted for Trump this time, there's a lot of people in rural areas who don't like Obama because a lot of this recovery went to cities. And that's not Obama's fault. That's just the way the economy works now. 
Trump's not going to be able to change that. No. And they're going to find that out over yeah. time. Like, so that's the only thing I'm sympathetic to is those people in rural areas who have seen their towns continue to die for the last eight yeah. years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they understand what the problem is. Yeah. But at least I'm sympathetic yeah, this to whole, that. Like, bring back it. our jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's happened in other gone. countries. It's not a uniquely American. I mean, that's Mexico altogether, right? There, their rural Mexico completely died. And so that's the kind of um, economy got- that other places have already seen. And so they're just not. But again, I've been talking to my, uh, a thing that offends Trump, a lot of Trump supporters, I think, um, is the fact that people will be like, to me, it's like, these are not educated people. And they hear that and they go, but I ain't like, how can you say that? And I, uh, for me, the word uneducated while true is maybe not the best way. Cause I don't think that Trump supporters are not smart. I think that education doesn't make you smarter. Mm-hmm. It gives you perspective. Mm-hmm. And that I think is what most, it's not that Trump supporters aren't smart. They just lack perspective in any way. I mm-hmm. mean, I imagine what I would be like if I never went to college or still was in high school right. or never left my town, which is the majority of Trump supporters never left their hometown. Most of your education been, comes from church. Yeah. In the Bible. Then, um, but I think that that's an important thing. It's like, Hey, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm not saying what you're want isn't valid, but can we just maybe think about perspective? And I think we need to listen to their, obviously, Liberals did not listen to a large portion of the country. We didn't even realize um, what what they that the, how serious it was for them. Maybe because um, I do, I do in my heart. I hope, I pray in my heart that there are a lot of Republicans who truly like believe the policy shit that he is saying, mm-hmm. and regardless of the misogyny and the racism. They truly believe he is going to save their economic livelihood in their home. Like that, I hope, is a major reason. I hope in my heart that a lot of Trump supporters don't have the hate that I imagine that they do. Probably for a lot of the people, especially slightly more rural people, like a lot of them probably come from towns where there are few to no minorities in town, Mm -hmm. no openly gay people. And so they just don't have that exposure. And I mm-hmm. think if they had it, right. I don't. I don't think they're inherently bad people. I think if they just they just don't have that perspective, right. so they don't consider it. I think well, even. It, sorry, go ahead. In, in consideration, in considering other people's issues, like I, I have a problem with people who they they kind of are like I didn't want my taxes to be raised or um you know they they expect Trump to bring their jobs back, and I feel for them that they they believe this man can bring their jobs back, but it was complete. I feel like it was. Just like they threw away the rest of it, though. They're yeah. like, I want my job back. Too bad you can't get married. Too bad you can't get birth control. Right. Um, and I I think that that is uh, the rest of us, though, kind of. We could also we're sort of like that, too, just like regarding world issues, maybe mm-hmm. some things that we need to get done. We might throw the people in a third world country like we're like, I'm sorry that I can't help these Chinese kids get their labor laws better or get their. Yeah, their. um hourly wage raised because i need my dot 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 <laughs> um so i don't I, I don't i understand that it still really hurts because i'm like you're he can't bring your jobs back yeah but yeah. he a- actually can take my rights away yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I yeah, but it's hard. I mean, it has happened in in Germany as well. In in actual Germany, um, during World War II, there was less than a one percent Jewish population in Germany, and so the people who actually like rallied and the soldiers that filled his armies and stuff, they had the same thing. They didn't know. Most did not know a Jewish person. Mm -hmm. So this idea of hate crimes happening towards other people didn't affect them whatsoever. And even if they knew a Jewish person, uh, Germany's Jews were not deported. Like it was covered up. Like they were the last to go into concentration camps. You would have thought they were like the first ones. Like a lot of them were not like relocated inside of germany it was the polish and french jews Mm. and things like that and so he had this amazing ability to make sure that germany's people were very isolated from the reality of how hateful a lot of the things were so Mm -hmm. that they could easily look the other way and Mm -hmm. keep signing up for the military and gladly go to war and sort of there's the old narrative that hitler came to power in germany not only like to a small population by demonizing the Jewish population, but appealing to like economic renewal yes, and rebuilding Germany. I mean, they were, they had such a bad depression, just like we just had. They had such a bad depression that the, a lot of those people were looking for the same things. They had um, wanted better economy. They wanted their jobs back. They wanted money to be worth more. They wanted their country to not be mm-hmm. shamed. They had a lot of shame for World it's very, War I he, and the Geneva Conventions. Well, isn't that one of the books he sort of studied? Uh, huh? Donald Trump is like one of the things he's known for is the book. Mein Kampf? Uh, yeah, Mein Kampf <laughs> is on his... Uh, I is on his... Um, nightstand or something like it's, like some old a, interview uh, that's the there book was a that story he, that his ex-wife i, I don't know he said to i can't remember which one said Marla that he Maples. slept with either mein kampf or copies of hitler's speeches on his nightstands i could see speeches more hitler's mein kampf mm-hmm. is very directly filled with hate speech and like his ideas but um the book is actually very boring it's like mm-hmm. very dry people used to give it to other german uh, family like you'd get it for your wedding present mm. like and people would have to put it on their mantle and it would be a thing but nobody read it like nobody read it because mm. it was so every time you tried to crack the book it was just so boring so even though a lot of the information was right there in front of them it was mm. like they didn't know and then his speeches while angry while but it's the same tactics that trump is using this charismatic anger feeding on fear is a huge one um that's the stuff they saw. It wasn't blatantly uh, Jewish hate speech right away, not to their faces. It was just making promises that he focused on. Um, and then they infiltrated with like propaganda of like trying to change people's minds slowly but surely. Um, kind of going back to the point about exposure, I remember this. Um, there was a thread on Twitter last night. I remember it was it was last night. Um, I don't recall who was writing it, but he was talking about how seeing his white liberal friends saying they were so surprised and this is not the America they know and talking about how whiteness has always been taught to run from the things it doesn't like. Even liberal whiteness, when they see their racist relatives, they move to the cities Mm -hmm. and they 
cut off contact with them. They don't mm-hmm. go to Thanksgiving dinner. So they forget that that's there. And they forget how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they forget the way those conspiracy theories about Obama and about Hillary just insidiously nest in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And they're not there to sort of provide any sort of counterpoint. Even if it is futile, it's still there. Yeah, I can see that. We don't, uh, the the uh, elitism of, I don't know, education or whatever kind of can isolate us from, say, spending the time to, like, help listen to other people's perspective, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. And it's obviously a problem. Um, now, we're going to take a minute. Uh, we're going to split this into two episodes. Um but before we go, we're going to plug a couple comedy shows. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> back to comedy. Uh, remember remember when that was legal? Remember when we used to laugh? <laughs> remember that, guys? You should try to remember it. Write it down. Um, take a picture of it. <laughs> if anyone remembers what it's like to laugh. Um, <laughs> actually, Please email us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should just take photos of ourselves laughing. and just, like, just put this here so in a year Facebook will put it back in my feet and be like remember <laughs> remember when you laughed <laughs> remember oh, when you were laughing it's gonna be okay uh, although speaking of that um i said the media failed to do his job but i think uh in particular samantha b her new show has been mm-hmm. so on point and mm-hmm. not just smart and pointed and accurate but hilarious like the funniest of any show of that kind mm-hmm. so if you, anyone's not watching that please watch that <laughs> um that's the, yeah, that's the really show he was plugging. That's yeah. the show he's plugging. He's plugging. See you later. Samantha. No, you two do a thing. No, no. we're fine. Uh, <laughs> no, you two uh, are part of Pussy Bros. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which, man, really opened us up for some merch opportunities now. We had this name way before that tape come out, came out, P.S. And now it's just ironic, and I really think we should oh, capitalize man. Every on time it. I say the name... People go, oh, <laughs> like they they just have just something sneaks out of them. Yeah, I'm like, they, what? what? What did I say? What did I they say? They laugh like at the comedy works and stuff. They laugh and cheer if we just by saying that name. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is interesting. But uh, uh, yeah, we're part of a group called the Post Bureaus with Rachel Weeks and uh, Jordan Waliba, R.I.P. And uh, we. Uh, have a show every first Friday of the month at um, El Chirito comedy or the Comedy Room. 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 Um, it is free, uh, but we have some of the best comics in town. And this month on December 2nd, we will have Adam Caton Holland uh, headlining from um, Denver's The Grolics and also the true TV show, Those Who Can't. Yeah. And I mean, not just as a group, but individually, you all do some of the best work in Denver. I really believe that. So you guys are all incredibly worth seeing thank you and so first friday of every month you guys are also sorry um might edit this out oh too much fun this wednesday yeah we are uh we are um hosting guest hosting guest hosting so if you miss too much fun being a group effort you can come (laughs) back and live the old days yes but the new days um starting promptly at 10 30 because yeah we, we maybe 10 can we start at 10 we yeah. can't we can be up <laughs> that late y'all we're so get to too much fun on time next week please mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're gonna be tired uh headliner nate craig who i saw last night at comedy central's roast battle taping at comedy works and oh, yeah? he is oh, I'm amazing opening. i'm opening for him tonight he's gonna be here next week too yeah 
Oh, okay. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna MC tonight. Sweet. So that's gonna be November sixteenth at the yep. Deer Pile, right? Yes. Yeah. Ten p.m. Um, and I guess we should also mention before we go. Christy, you have a podcast as well? Yes, I have a podcast that I mentioned a little bit earlier, Empty Girlfriend, that I host with um, LA comedian Haley Driscoll. Um, we talk about uh, it. It's basically a advice show from unqualified professionals on life and love. We'll help you out. Probably life, not. love, romance, sex. It's fun. It's a real fun Emotions, one. mental illness. We are into all of it. <laughs> So this has been an unusual episode. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it keeps in that we're all, it's been a hectic week for us. None of us have been particularly eager to get our, to, it's been rough to get our stories. It's put been together. rough. It has been real rough. I came up with for Genghis Khan for a little longer, but you know, it, it's in keeping like, man, every week here we take a piece of history and we make a decision about it. And that just happened in America. So yes. I guess it makes sense for us to talk about it a little bit. Um, so before we go to the next episode, I'll just, for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flint. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. If you can, still. (laughs) If they let you. Yikes.